Welcome to Halftime Blues, a football show hosted by a money-hungry Chelsea fan and a Plastic Man City fan. We talk about the beautiful game with guests from all over the world. Hey guys, welcome back to Halftime Blues, episode number two. Yes, it is very, <laughs> it's uh, great to uh, hear, hear you guys again, see you. Um, I guess you guys are hearing us. Anyway. You can tell me that it's great to see me, Sean. Well, yeah, it is good to Swap, see you. Uh, we're actually recording this um, on our webcams and putting it on YouTube. So if anybody uh, wants to do that, see our lovely faces <laughs> and see the faces behind the voices, well, you can do see, that. Well, see our faces in potato form. Yeah, it's true. It's not the best quality. But um, anyway, if you haven't heard by now, um, we're... Have you been living under a rock? Because sadly, Liverpool have won the Premier League. <laughs> Why do you sound so stoked, Sean? <laughs> oh, you know, you know, 30 years. It took them 30 years to win the Premier League. Um, absolutely crazy. It is a very cool story. I won't lie. Just coming from a, being a Chelsea supporter myself. Um, if I was a Liverpool supporter, I would be absolutely on yeah. the moon right now 100% um, I won't lie seriously it's incredible um, a good friend of mine is a Liverpool supporter and uh, he was I saw him yesterday he, he was beaming from ear to ear he was so happy he had like a spring in his step and you know what as much as I hate that they've won um, it was cool to see him stoked and uh, I gave him a little wink and said yeah welcome to the club mates took, <laughs> took you 30 years <laughs> just 30 years how old is he though He's like 24. So oh my gosh. So I mean, how does that even happen? This is what I was wondering today. I'm like, how do you support a club that's won nothing growing up? Um, it, it's strange. Well, like, how do you how do you like join that, that train? They'll be quick to remind you of 2005. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and as a I City fan, I mean... I have to walk away when they bring that up. I mean, what can I say, you know, so. Yeah, but I mean, play. Porto won it in 2004 and you don't see everybody like as Porto fans, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Well, okay. they won well, it in pretty boring fashion, to be honest. Kind of yeah. like how we won the league. Was it uh, 2018, 2019? No, 2000, 2017, 2018, where United or Swansea beat United, something lame. And, oh, that, and they gave it to and you. that yeah, we won like sort of not you know, not playing live. So that's kind yeah. of how Liverpool won it. Uh in sort of uh coronavirus fashion, actually, if you will. I mean they they, they Chelsea gave it to them too. Yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> this is why I went into the City Chelsea game with almost no hope that we would win I, I don't know what it is dude have you ever had that had that feeling when you go into a match and you just for some reason you just have this gut feeling that you don't you don't trust your your guys to to pull it off and like that you, happens every time ross barkley starts on our well team. he started against us and I, I messaged you saying <laughs> i've got no hope you guys are gonna thrash us yeah so sean literally was like sending me message after message oh we're gonna lose he was sending me formations and I, the whole time i was like you never know dude you never know dude and the reason why i was saying that is because twice in the last few years you guys have helped the champions elect become champions which i find is a weird ass stat and don't forget uh 2016 when liverpool the famous slip 
match. Yes. That was against Chelsea. And that, uh, granted, I think they lost a match after that against a, a lower league team, but that pretty much was the slip up against us. So yeah, yeah. we've got a knack of doing that. We've got a knack of, um, if it's not us winning the title, it's us deciding who's going to win the title, which is a pretty cool thing to have, I won't lie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a it was a weird match. Well, let's talk about the match. Wait, wait, but before we do that, I just want to say this up front. Any Liverpool guys listening, like well done, sincerely, like you are, I would say the best team in England at the moment. Yeah. Probably the best team in Europe. Yeah. And uh don't yeah. Don't hold on to it too long because I think some other teams are coming for you. <laughs> yeah, what Sean said, I mean, the thing is as much as it pains us that they've won oh, it yeah. and that all it of does. their fans are going to rub it in our faces for the next while, uh, there's no denying that they were unbelievable this season. Uh, I think they've only lost one game, that weird game to Watford where they lost like 2-0 or something. Yeah, I think they've only had a few draws and and everything oh, no, else is a win. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Premier League they lost. Yeah, Premier League. They've yeah. lost other games. Yeah, um, they were just absolutely dominant in the Premier League. It's unreal actually how well they played and uh, so I, I think they were really really good and I think the rest of the league was also really really bad um, I agree. the standards were really off so so they were like the, the reason why they're 22 points ahead or whatever the the difference is I think that's down to the to two things they were really really good and everyone else was really really bad I mean we've lost our eighth game now for a se- for the season and that's saying something you know and the drugs <laughs> we've got a conspiracy theory about that <laughs> we'll maybe we'll try to chat about that another hashtag time hashtag doping this is it will, mark my words or maybe don't mark them but in two to three or four or five or six or ten or twenty years time <laughs> we will have a podcast on this show about the conspiracy I I hey man I've seen I think you told me about this. Sorry, I haven't seen this. You told me. I've seen um, Virgil van Dijk catch up to... Adama Traore. Uh, a Traore, that's it. Wolves. I've seen that. And I've seen Henderson catch up to Leroy Sané um, um, after yeah. being turned. I'm like, yeah. you're on the back foot. He's accelerating ahead of you. How do you... Anyway, I think that's a bit of a rabbit trail. Yeah. We won't get into that now. That's, uh, that's not our just agenda today. Uh, for viewers, uh, <laughs> listeners listening in. We sincerely think Liverpool might be doping, but that's our personal opinion. Um, I, I think don't want to tank the win. Well done, Liverpool. Kloppo maybe has some some sweet ass German <laughs> uh, drugs or or drinks. It's I, I believe drinks. it's a drink. It's like a magic drink. We've actually yes. read an article about it. It's 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 not articles. like yeah articles. It's no secret they have this special drink that apparently doesn't have drugs in it. It just helps them recuperate and revitalize and whatever. But anyway, that's our conspiracy. Yeah, that's enough talk about Liverpool. I feel like we've wasted too much time talking about them. Yeah, and you know what happened a lot during the City Chelsea game is that all the commentators did was talk about Liverpool. So uh, let's swiftly move on to the City Chelsea game. And it was a good game, even though you guys lost. I I thought it was a great game all around. It was. Do you know why I I don't? Why like I had a sour taste about the game? Because you lost. Like, okay, yeah, you're always going to have a bit of a bum feeling if you lose. But the reason why I was really frustrated is because both goals were mistakes or um, they were unforced errors. So like that yeah. Mendy Gundogan mix up where Pulisic got the ball. Hilarious. Just really dumb. And then the second um, goal, obviously from the penalty, that's just 
Okay, Fernandinho deliberately handballed that. I don't care what you say. He's 100% trying to <laughs> stop that from going into the back of the net. He pulled the Suarez, for sure. And you know what? I don't I don't blame the guy, though. I think sometimes in the heat of the moment, it's kind of like a reaction. Yeah. It all, it's all happening so fast. I mean, how many goal line clearances do we have? Like, On both in that sides, game yeah. and just yeah. before that point. Yeah, it was insane. Um, but but though, both of those were unforced errors. And... and the Fernandinho sending off happened because De Bruyne had a crap pass into the midfield and then you guys yeah. countered. You yeah. know, so that for me was super frustrating. Your counter-attacking, wow. It was really on point. Let's like break this game up. We're going to just spend a bit of time reviewing it. But before we do that, can we just take a moment to laugh at Arsenal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have just, the, I think the, the match before, they, they won this last week. Well done. So now... Um, What's his face can go plant his three thousand trees, um, but Bellerin, Bellerin, um, they lost to Brighton, um, and hey, this is—I yeah. uh, uh, mean, Chelsea have lost to some poor teams this but hold season. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They lost to Brighton, but they also—they also gave David Luiz a one-year contract extension. I oh, know he got sent off. He, he was us. responsible for both goals going in against um, us. Yeah, and. Oh, was that against you guys? That was against us. We're getting dude. mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've lost then, twice. Oh my god. Yeah, and then he he got all blurred he into got, one. He got red carded, so obviously was he wasn't it. playing against Brighton. And he got rewarded Brighton. with a new contract. Yeah, unreal. Oh, it's brilliant. Shame, um, I've got a few Arsenal friends, and I, I, I actually I do feel sorry for them. Um, they're just, and you can hear it. You hear it in their voices. They're just their club's a mess. At the you moment. know what? I still back Arteta. I just think he's got oh, bum yeah. players. I, no, I he does. I I, I, those guys don't know how to see out his game plan. You know, so yeah. shame. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> okay, so let's break down the uh, the Chelsea City game. Um, I just quickly want to talk about the lineups at the beginning. Um, I I messaged you as I said, looking at our lineup. I thought that was a very uh, not poor it was a very um, you could say experienced lineup uh, but some of those players I just thought were not going to be good enough like uh, Alonso Alonso Ross Barkley in the middle uh, William and, and Giroud I, I do rate Giroud actually I, I dig Giroud he's but he's not he's not a run in behind pacey kind no, of guy he's not whereas Abraham can yeah so and I expected us to I expected one or two things. I expected us obviously to um, sit back and um, hold our shape and then counter, which is exactly what we did. Um, or I expected uh, Barkley and uh, mounted players like double eights, which they did going forward. But I thought we would take the game to you a lot more, which we didn't. And it was okay. And it's actually good to see Chelsea play this type of game against teams like City and Liverpool or maybe like a Spurs uh, where we can show that we can hold our shape. And I mean, bro, I was watching it like you guys couldn't break through us at times. We were yeah. literally just row, row, row of players. But let me let me address something about that quick though. So Aguero obviously got injured against uh, yes. Burnley. And he loves to score against us. Uh, and he really does. But not only that, that sort of forced Pep's hand into this false nine idea. And so I f- we are, against you guys, we often found ourselves with Bernardo... Silver running down the middle as a false nine or Sterling or, or Mares. So they would swap the whole time. But for me, I, for me, I, I feel like that failed a bit. I think uh, De Bruyne and Gundogan were struggling to find like breakthrough passes. And we had Gabby Jesus on the bench. Like 
for me, he's a really great, young, energetic striker. He's he's done a really good job at City. I think he's already got 16 or 17 goals this season. I mean, he scored that header against Real Madrid. Like this, he's he's confident. He's on form. He's a good player. Yeah, so I I just don't get the thinking there of not playing him because he would have given uh, who was in your back line uh, Christensen and Rudiger uh, I think he would have hassled them a bit and put pressure no. on them whereas Bernardo and Mares they don't have the athleticism that he does so that for me really frustrated me from an attacking perspective. Uh, sorry, when you said Rudiger that that was another player I was oh. worried about. So in my mind, I'm seeing four players and this is just me personally that I don't rate and uh, I was scared but just the more the game went on and you guys came at us really hard at the beginning but the more I saw that we were just holding our shape and doing really really well as a team yeah our defense is still a bit uh, up and down but as a team we just sat whole position Christensen was absolutely amazing in terms of our defense that's the best defensive um, game I've ever seen him play um, and then when did when did the first goal go in? Well, let's, it let's went talk about in that. sort of first half, uh, late first half, I think. Uh, we had the ball. So what happened there? <clears throat> they, uh, the ball was passed back. You guys were obviously pressing a bit. The ball was passed back to Mendy. But Gundogan was right. I've watched this back. Gundogan was running towards the ball and he put his hands on and he said, go away. Oh, yeah. it's fine, I've got it, I've got it, because he was running. And then Mendy went and kicked the ball to try and pass it to Gundogan, but Gundogan was already by the ball, like he was going to receive it. And he basically Total passed the ball to Pulisic, who's pacey as heck. He is. And he, he basically just made a fool of both of them with his pace. But he did and, well because the tackles came in... Um, Mendy, you could see at one point, you probably watched the same clip, like Pulisic was waiting Mendy, for him. He's like, come on, dive Mendy in. dived in. Pulisic yeah. was, he, he toyed him. He yeah. waited yeah. for the, he, he, he like encouraged him to come dive in and then accelerated away. It was a really good run. And then a neat little finish into literally yeah. the bottom corner. There's nothing you can do about it. It was just a yeah. great counter-attacking goal from his part, but a, a gift from our perspective. It was. I, I was going to say, Mendy was actually playing incredibly well before that. Uh, and then and then his confidence dipped after and that. And then it just it yeah. just dropped. And I, I still think he's a, he's actually a phenomenal left yeah. back. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. so technical. He's awesome. I've seen on Twitter the rounds are going around of how he's like useless and he's finished. I'm like, mm, no. no, dude, uh, he's one, one of the mistake. best. He's one of the best left backs for whooping the ball in on the yeah. wing very quickly. He he doesn't yep. have to take a touch like some of these oaks need. They need to like stop the ball and then look up and then this guy knows where he wants to put it. He'll whip it in first time and he's very smart with where he puts it. Sometimes he'll even like look at the byline as if he's going to whip it in there but he, he he pulls it back like 45 degrees to an open midfielder. He's, he's actually a really great left back but his problem is and he does this often if he makes a mistake you can see he's very tentative throughout the rest of the game. And that's what happened. Well, it uh, was pretty much Chelsea for a bit. And then um, who gave away the free kick? We came back. You have to admit, we gave we put on quite a lot of pressure in the second half early on. Yes, and that's yeah, when yeah. we scored the free kick. We were getting a lot of fouls in the, in a good area. Um, and Who gave uh, away our foul to give you the free kick? Do you remember? What happened? Uh, I think it might have been Barkley for that one. Oh, dang it. I think it might I think it might have I mean I stand to be corrected but I can't remember doesn't matter it it, it was a typical Kevin De Bruyne f- uh, free kick it if you know how ridiculous. he takes free kicks he doesn't like whip it where it bends he knuckleballs it 
So he'll that sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look the way it bends. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> like, it can you know, mean anything. You yeah. know, if you take a free kick, you can you can like give put curve on it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then, so it goes over the wall, but also curves into the yep. into the, the the net. Yeah. Uh, David Luiz does the the alternate technique, which is to knuckle. Uh, they call it a knuckleball. It's weird. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. They hit it at such a like way that there's not much spin on it so it dips and if you watch back it goes so straight but it dipped like a like a mofo it, it, like yeah. as it goes over the wall you're thinking this thing's flying high into the stands and then it just whoosh, comes down and I mean, he couldn't even stop it bro. yeah he kind of just gave no up half di- halfway yeah. through his dive yeah it was a crazy yeah. goal i was stoked there and i was thinking cool this is gonna, this and is gonna that's turn when around. after that goal you guys came at us like Hectic. I was like, this is going to be runaway. I think Sterling hit the post just after that. That Yeah, exactly. That came like two or three minutes after. Sterling hit the post after a great counter-attacking move by us. It was, he was one-on-one with the keeper, but you know what? He, he made a mistake still, in my opinion. Jesus had come on. I uh, thought you meant signing for City. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Gabby Jesus had come on, and... If you watch back the clip, Sterling could have literally just done a sweaty pass he up to him, and it, he would have uh, brought your keeper and the two defenders on Sterling out of play, and it would have been a tap in. Yeah. Literally, he could have even taken a touch and then tapped it in. Yep. But Sterling tried to go for it himself, and Pep speaks about this all the time. If you miss those key chances the game can turn around you can lose the game like if we went 2-1 yeah. up there could have been a different story we might have had all the possession we or, or all the pressure might have been completely on you guys you might not have counted the way that you did and then Fernandinho might not have had to handball to you know stop it from going in the whole game could have been different so I was frustrated by that I really hope that Pep tries to instill like this that last movement into the players that that last pass that final touch that final play that extra awareness because I'm telling you now if that was Neymar Messi and Suarez back in the day that's 100% getting passed up to the free guy they sweaty gold the whole way through those few seasons because they just knew exactly how to put the ball in the net and that's what we don't know how to do in fact none of the Prem teams know how to do it yeah uh, Liverpool to a certain extent they do to a ex- certain extent but there's still many many shots that they take away I'm like dude you could have passed it to your yeah. player and it would have been a tap in do you know what I mean like that ho- yeah, happens sure. often in the Prem guys kind of just want to score themselves it's not they're a little too selfish in my opinion anyway yeah so how did you feel at the end of that match ah oh, dude I just turned my laptop off I was watching on my laptop turned it off and I started editing a podcast for a client (laughs) (laughs) I was so over dude I didn't open Twitter I didn't open Facebook because obviously all the Liverpool fans were going off their rocket Uh, and I just I just got on with my life to be honest that's true like I mean we started talking about Liverpool but it was a very significant game because it handed Liverpool the title totally Um, and they are the champions of England, which is very strange to say. It was more significant for you guys, though, to get the win, because obviously... Oh, you, no, you, I totally agree. Yeah. Like, for we me, it was that. just like, oh, our eighth loss of the season. Well, uh, 
I'm used to this now, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that because you guys are, I mean, you're guaranteed second place. Yeah. Um, pretty much. But then there's an interesting race from third down to third, uh, I think it's like fourth, fifth, even sixth. Uh, Wolves, they're pushing. Sheffield have dropped dropped off a bit. But there's a, there's a tight, tight race happening there. And I'm so glad that Chelsea won because in my mind, I'd, I kind of looked at the fixtures and you know you can do like a little fantasy uh, thing in your head. And I was like, okay, we're going to win this match. Uh, maybe pull a draw off here. And when I got to the, the City match, I was like, okay, that's a loss for Chelsea getting no points there. Yeah. Um, and to win that was huge. Um, and just gives us such a boost. But we still have to play, I think our last two games are Liverpool wow. and Wolves. And we play a few of the teams fighting for relegation um, to keep up. And those are always tough matches. I think we play three of the bottom four or five. Um, and we play Sheffield. So we got a really, really tough run. Even on paper, it looks easy. Yeah. Um, but you know the Premier League. When you play those teams right at the end and they're fighting for their lives, yeah. like they're pretty much... You're playing, you could play any team um, on that day. You don't know who's going to pitch up. Um, so you guys are guaranteed, but where do you think... Um, where do you think Chelsea will finish out of interest as a City fan? Well, the way that you played against us makes me like really believe you will you will be the fourth one, you know, to get into the European place or for Champions League. Um, I just think you you guys are showing a lot of potential now under Frank Lampard, and he's beaten the likes of, you know, Pep and a few other big managers. Uh, I mean, you guys knocked Liverpool out of one of the cups, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, with with Lampard. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, you know he's he's really doing well against the top six sides, in my opinion. Uh, so I th- I really think that you guys will push through. I think United are too sporadic. They can be like they've been like this since Fergie left. Really, they can be so good on the yeah. day, but they can they can beat like a high flying city, for example. But then next week they lose to Swansea or someone stupid, yeah. you know, and yeah. so. I just think you guys have the consistency and you're really showing some insane potential under under Lampard. I like the way that he plays. I like the way he deals with these players. I think he's going to be a great yeah. manager. Yeah. So, yeah, I, coming back to United uh, battling for fourth against you guys, a good friend of mine is a United fan. I mean, we've all got good friends that are United fans, right? Yes, we have to. Uh, yeah, it's just life, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he... <laughs> The day after he came to me, he's like, you guys had one job the one time I support City and you bottle it. <laughs> and I actually got a lot of satisfaction Sorry. out of that because oh, yeah. of course, I, I don't want to help him no. or help his team. I'll help him. He's a, he's a good mate, but not his team. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was funny. But yeah, man, I definitely think you guys will, will pull it off. I'll be surprised if you don't. And you know what? Even if you don't, we might be banned from the Champions League. I know, so, so if you come fourth, fifth, fifth position could get in. You might get in. High possibility. Well, I mean, that's good for United because they might finish fifth. Well, Wolves True. could finish fifth. Who knows? Um, so what's your top four predictions then? Uh, well, obviously, Liverpool, City, Leicester and Chelsea. I mean, I basically said it, didn't I? You think Leicester are going to stay? Do you think Chelsea would overtake Leicester? I think they're one point behind currently. Are you only one point behind? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I kind of I kind of have to back Brendan Rodgers in the way that they've been playing all season. They've been doing really well. I kind of have to back them to get top their, four. So, their form's dropping at the moment. Okay, two losses, a win, and two draws in the last five games. 
Yeah, okay. That's tough. But who knows? I mean, I, I thought he'd lose against you guys. So. My heart says Leicester will get it, and I hope they do. It's cool to see smaller teams get those spots, but my head says, okay, because of their form, they'll probably drop out, and it will be uh, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United. Yeah. That's sort of my head, what my head's thinking there. I, I think it'll be, I think Liverpool, City, and I think Chelsea are going to jump Leicester. We, I think we might sneak in there and get third, and I think Leicester will finish fourth. Um, that's my thoughts. But yeah, who knows? What do you guys think? In the comments, if you're watching, if there's um, somewhere for you to comment, let us know what you think your top four is. Um, obviously, we know number one yeah. uh, being Liverpool and most likely number two, City. But let us know your thoughts. And um from that, let's just chat a little bit about Liverpool because we have to because, yes. you know, the whole world's talking about it and we want to be relevant. Shall I get Shall I get us started? I've got a, a frustration yeah. to get off my chest. Do it. <laughs> so during the City-Chelsea game, obviously De Bruyne smacked that beautiful free kick into the top corner. And I don't know if you've noticed, because uh, it's summer now and because games are coming thick and fast, they've got those water breaks halfway through yes, yeah, yeah, each half. Yeah. And so what they do on these water breaks is that they they, they broadcast into the the Premier League studio where those wonderful... Michael Owen and... Wonderful, wonderful commentators... All the Liverpool and Man United ex-players, yeah. Are, ...are giving their opinions. Yeah. And they went on to Dear Michael Owen. Kevin De Bruyne just scored the goal. I think it was still one nil at this one all at this time, and uh, the commentator or uh, someone somebody said to Michael Owen, "Michael, it's 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 shaping up to be quite an exciting game. Um, uh, like w- what a goal from Kevin De Bruyne there, or, or something along those lines. Like just yeah. asking him for his his thoughts on the game and how he was feeling because obviously he was wanting Chelsea to win so that Liverpool would get the title. And then he, you know what he did? He said." Yeah, wonderful goal, uh, from, wonderful free kick by Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, very similar to the free kick we saw last night for Liverpool by Trent Alexander-Arnold. Alexander of course. Uh, I'm like, and and guys, you have to understand the reason why that frustrates me is because it wasn't a comment about Liverpool winning the league. Now, it wasn't a comment about the freaking game either. Alexander Arnold's goal was not it didn't happen that night it happened the day before and he had to he couldn't just say Kevin De Bruyne's goal was an amazing free kick he had to end his conversation or his comments off on you know talking about Liverpool again and bringing up them again and I'm not trying to take away from Alexander Arnold's free kick he's he's got insane technique he's so good it's just the principle of he literally says, amazing free kick by Kevin Durant, and then blah, 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 Liverpool, 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 Liverpool. And that's Sean and myself's absolute pet peeve about Liverpool. Is that it's like a media bias. There's such a media bias with United and Liverpool. It's just it's just unreal. And maybe it's what because... It? The history. I think it's the long history, but also all these pundits are the ex-Liverpool and ex-Man United players. That's true. It's like when Neville and uh, Carragher go at each other, I'm just like, you guys are like two old ladies who just need to just get off TV. But I think people absolutely love their little rivalry. No, 
It's they they, it. And they really milk that. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's a problem with modern football. It's all about money and you have to say certain things and you've got to ride on that bandwagon. I mean, it was similar when, I mean, it was nowhere near as sickening as it is now, but when Leicester won, um, were winning the league, it was just all about Leicester, um, which was great. Um, but that was like, that that kind of story never, ever, ever happens. It's like a once-off. Um, yeah. You got Liverpool winning the title for the first time. Um, they're no Leicester, right? Yeah, you, you expect like, them to seriously. win it. Yeah, but they are acting as if it's like an underdog pulling off the impossible. You know? Yeah. Well, thirty years is a very long time. I actually did. Um, I just I checked out what what was happening in nineteen ninety. That was the last year that Liverpool won the league. So I googled it. Nineteen ninety. Just to give listeners a little bit of perspective, this is the last time that they actually won the league. This is also why it's such a big thing. Um, so the World Wide Web was not even around yet. Um, <laughs> it was actually, the World Wide Web was proposed as an idea. And uh, later on in that year, the very first web page was created, but it was only in 1991 where World Wide Web was created. So they literally won the league before the internet. Um, Simpsons, The Simpsons, it aired wow. for the first time in 1990. Uh, Nelson Mandela was released from Robben Island in 1990 Jeez. Uh, West Germany won the World Cup in 1990 what uh, some movies that came out Home Alone you remember that one yep Ghost Dances with Wolves Pretty Woman Die Hard 2 and Godfather 3 those are the movies that came out in Jeez, 1990 like. so that's a long time man that's crazy um, so I get it I totally get it yeah 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 rah 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 well done Liverpool now can we all just shut up and move on that siren, that noise, that whistle, that is time for extra time. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift over into extra time. And what I want to talk about is one thing is the FA Cup is coming up um, this weekend. Who are you guys playing? We are playing. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I also forgot. I feel like it's Leicester. No, Chelsea are playing Leicester. Sorry, you guys are playing some. Yeah, it's, we should know this stuff. This is terrible. No, 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 no. I, I know it. Uh, so it's Sheffield United and Arsenal and yes. Leicester and Chelsea. That's all tomorrow. United just beat um, Norwich like about 20 minutes ago. They beat them. Oh, damn. It, it okay. went down to extra time. Uh, Harry Maguire, fathead, scored a goal right at the end. Nice. Uh, oh, well. Okay, and then uh, we also play Newcastle tomorrow. Ooh, Newcastle. So it's Sheffield United, Arsenal first, Leicester City, Chelsea, and then Newcastle City. And you know what? I can't call this one because we've had poor performances um, at St. James's, St. James's Park the last couple times out. So That is a St. James's Park with uh, St. James's Park people and fans inside it, though. That's true. That's true. It could feel like a, a neutral ground. So, yeah. It's going to be an interesting game. Well, let's just talk Chelsea City. What are your predictions on those two games? I think you guys will win. I think you'll. I think it'll be a close. I think they'll. They're not in good form, and you guys are. So I'm going to say two 0 to you guys. And you know what? I'm going to big us up, and I'm going to say we're going to bounce back from our loss to you guys and win comfortably four one. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I agree. I say you guys will win. I think our game will be much tighter. That's what I'm seeing. But I okay. think Chelsea will get through and I feel like it'll be an extra time. Wow. Cool. Or even penalties. Uh, I feel like it might just be a bit, might go a little bit longer. 
Yeah, I think. Um, any transfer news coming out of Manchester? Big news this week. It's been Spill all over Twitter and all over, you know, all of the the city-related journalists. Like, I don't know if you know, but in the sports um, industry or in, in the Premier League at least, there's often journalists who just dedicate themselves to a particular team for a, yeah. a company. So I follow a lot of journalists who work for their, uh, their newspapers or their blogs or their sports um, companies who they just follow City. So they're very, very knowledgeable and they've got a, they've built up a lot of contacts at the club as well. Kind of like insider information to an extent. Yeah. Uh, and the news is that we are going to sign Khalidou Koulibaly from ah, Napoli. He's a uh, great defender. Yeah, an amazing defender. Apparently he's also said to all of his people that he believes he'll be a City player next season. Wow. Uh, so, look, I mean, it, it's a really cool sign a good signing i think yeah. uh it would be awesome to have someone rock solid next to laporte yeah he would be your van dyke because right now we've got <laughs> stones and otamendi and fernandinho and i mean none of the they can they can put in a good uh, performance every now and then but they're not like absolute beasts who who perform like laporte i mean he bails them out all the time yeah so so yeah, that's our big transfer news. The only downside to to this is that he's twenty nine years old. Hey, I mean, PK is what thirty three, thirty four. You had like Puyol, mid thirties, top of his game. Uh, I know. I I think we'll get three or f- three good years out of him, and maybe four, or five, or two or three after those three good years that are like more squad rotation uh, sort of role. Yeah, uh, but. Do you- who knows? I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, yeah, I mean, look at that. Four years. What, what could you do in four years if you get a player in his prime? Usually, defenders hit their prime. I'd say like twenty eight or so. Mm. Um, so you could get some good years out of that. Yeah. And bro, he is phenomenal. I've I've seen some stuff. Obviously, when Surrey came to us, um, I was, uh, looked at all of the Napoli videos and matches and highlights and Kulabali, how he just starts all of the plays from the back um he is incredible like he is able to just play well under pressure and just get some phenomenal passes just to break lines to get straight into the midfield that's awesome Um, if you sign him you will be signing an incredible player that would fit um pep style too in his philosophy yeah yeah so that's no that's the only one um but it's a big one in my opinion and apparently it's dubbed to be around a sort of 65 75 mil transfer so yeah good luck dealing with the the napoli owner that's all i'll say he's a piece of work man awesome lovely that's just what i want to hear yeah (laughs) um you guys chelsea uh there's obviously kai havertz which is um going to be ongoing for a while apparently we've put in a bid but i don't know how true that is um it's a lot of back and forth. Apparently, it'll be a long, long game with Kai. Uh, obviously, just tonight, Leverkusen didn't get into Champions League. That just happened. Oh, so wow. So, the chances of Kai leaving are very high right now. Wow. Okay, that's good and for you guys. Chelsea really, really want him. Um, Madrid were also in there. But the problem with Madrid is they're so um, stacked in that midfield cam department, like those areas that... 
um, Havertz can play. So I feel like if he had to come to Chelsea, he would, I mean, he'd be our star player alongside Werner. Um, so who knows, potentially uh, that could happen. Otherwise, we are always in um, the market for a left back. Um, we need a <laughs> yes. left back is Emerson. He and played Monzo. well against us, but yeah, he he's did. no long-term solution. Yeah, he's not. He could be our backup. Like I dig him because he sco- scores against Spurs, and I love that. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Just play him against Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we're interested in Taglifico. Um, I know that's someone we've been linked with and obviously Ben Chilwell but Leicester putting a very high price on his head Um, so yeah between those two and then there's obviously some I mean we're like always linked with all the players it's crazy yeah Um, yeah there's Gabriel from I think it's Leon he we've been linked with and the last person I know is Said Ben Rama Um, he's a winger from Brentford in the championship but this guy's a complete baller he would be like um, and he's Algerian too, so he's like uh, Hakim Ziyech. Um, I just watch his stuff and I get excited. So apparently if we don't go for uh, Kai Havertz, we would go for him because he's a cheaper option um, and then focus on a big player maybe next season. But bro, I'm like, I'm I'm so stoked as we, uh, like how it currently is. Hakim Ziyech, uh, Timo Werner, if we could just get a good left back, that would be it for me. I'm like, that would be a phenomenal window um, to do that. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. There's actually more transfer news that I need to chat about, but it's Ooh, not incoming, yeah. it's outgoing. Oh, yeah. And Pep announced this week that Leroy Sané had uh, declined three uh, contracts and he said he wants to leave. And if the if two clubs, meaning City and the, the new club that he would transfer to, can make a good agreement at the end of the season, then he would leave. Otherwise, he would stay for his full contract, which would mean he would still be a City player next year. Oh. But obviously, he would then leave on a free after that. So that wouldn't be very good business. I no. think they will sell him this season. Yeah, it makes sense. Just get in there. So that's a bleak. That's bleak for me. I love him. I think he's really fast and dynamic and I, he hasn't reached his peak in my opinion. I agree. So that's a big loss for us and there's nothing else I should say about this. Well, let's wrap it up. I've got a, I've got a quick game for us. Quick fire game. Sweet. Um, you remember that, that game? You might not. It's, it's really not politically correct, but uh, I think it was called Cliff Shag Mary. Um, so <laughs> boys would play this game where a boy would give a, another boy like three girls and he would have to choose if, uh, to throw one off the cliff. I know it's terrible. It sounds horrible. To shag the other one and then marry the, uh, the other one. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, moving on swiftly. Uh, I thought, why don't we play this uh, for football players for our club? So it's called Sign, Release, Keep. You're going to name me one player you would love to sign, one player you would um, release immediately, and one player that you would keep at your club like forever. They would never, ever, ever leave your club. So sign, release, keep. Who would it be? Okay, I'm going to go backwards because I don't know the first one. Keep 100% Kevin De Bruyne. Like, I just don't ever want to face the day that he leaves our club or gets too old and has to leave. It's going to be bleak. Uh, Release, Nico Otamendi. A thousand (laughs) billion percent. He's short, he's slow, and he's very rash. He makes dumb decisions and he just caught... Oh, dude. I don't even know how he's still in the team. I'm not even going to continue talking about it because we won't end this episode. And to sign, 
you know what? This is going to be kind of a, the boring choice, but I'll say bring on Koulibaly. I want him definitely nice. signed and in our club. I'll tell you why. Because Otamendi's getting the heck out, and yeah. we need a good defender. I mean, you guys tore us apart on the counter-attack. We need someone who can uh, hold up that pressure and... and and when the midfield has been beaten, they need to yeah. be able to to defend. You know what? I I I didn't mention this before in the episode, but I have a feeling that us. So if you know against Arsenal and Burnley, we we didn't uh, concede a shot on target. Wow. And I kind of think that sometimes we have such easy games where we play so well attackingly and in the midfield yeah. that our defenders kind of just like. They don't yeah, get put show. under pressure. There's not yeah. like Edison's just chilling there and our defenders don't really need to do much. Now, don't get me wrong. I know that they still defend and they do stuff, but I'm saying they're not put under that pressure where they're being counted like you guys counted us. Sure. And so sort of they, they're not, they're not expecting it, you know? So yeah, those are my three. Nico Otamendi, get the hell out of my club. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin De Bruyne, stay forever and don't get any older. And Koulibaly, Come join Laporte. Let's do things. Nice. Okay, go for it, bro. She's sign, release, keep. Um, keep, if I said this last year, it would be Eden Hazard. <laughs> it's too late. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. That don't count. That don't <laughs> yeah. count. Anyway, um, who would I keep? I would definitely keep... Um, probably N'Golo Kante. Yeah, He's that's a good one. He's just You can't... Got to keep him. That's a good him. one. You'd stay a club legend. You'll become a club legend. Uh, release. This is an interesting one. Obviously, it's... Oh, man. I want to say Barkley. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Barkley. Um, even though he's showing, showing a bit of form, mm. and but uh, just so many times, I'm, I just... Yeah, I can't. Uh, Barkley, I've got a few in my mind, but I'm going to say Barkley. Yeah, I think and, he's uh, the most underwhelming player in your team. Oh, he is. But then uh, randomly he'll just hit some form for two or three games and it'll be good. But that's not good enough. Uh, just go. Um, and then uh, sign. Ach, the easy one is Kai Havertz, but I'm not going to say that. I would say um, I'm actually going to go for a goalkeeper. I'm going to say Onana. Is a Onana. What's your name? That's his name. Uh, Ajax goalkeeper. I I, I think he'd yes. be great. He'd be fun. Yes. Um, he is an incredible shot stopper. He would. He would. He would play um, as a blah, 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 out of out of our out of our team. Um, he's so slipping good. He's so underrated. Actually, how's he, he not is. been like bought up? I know. Uh, totally he, he's phenomenal so we were linked with him but I don't think anything's going to happen he says he wants out of Ajax but who knows so that's it that's who I'd sign release and I would keep awesome awesome Boom. awesome awesome but that is all the time we have for today that is a wrap um, yeah it was good chatting bro yeah dude thanks as always for the episode and for your thoughts yeah. and uh, to all of our listeners out there if you enjoyed Halftime Blues or you enjoyed tonight's episode, please give us a like. Please share, share the episode us. with your friends. Subscribe. Uh, Do we've all been, the things. We've been given a year uh, by our wives to make this thing really work yes. and become uh, famous. We, we need to become TikTok famous, basically. Except without those dancers. Yeah. Otherwise, we got to crash and burn this show. Yeah. So your support is appreciated. Check us out on all of the podcasting platforms. Tell your friends. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>